this is Autumn Miles with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there? We love you here at this show. I got a, a room full of producers uh, that absolutely love you. We are so thankful that you are joining our show today. It is going to be an amazing week. Um, I want to tell you before we get into the guts of what we're talking about, you know, these society groups that we're having are just blowing up. It's amazing. Uh, we're about to do a huge relaunch um, September 22nd all over the country. Uh, I want you guys to check our website and get involved in one of these society groups. Hey, your marriage is your marriage like on the rocks. You need community. You need someone to speak into your life. Um, and that's what we do here at these uh, society groups. You can find one in your area. There's one, of course, in uh, Dallas that I speak at every month. The next one is going to be 818, August 18th. Is it that time of year again? I can't even believe it. What the heck is happening? Time is going so fast. Um, you can email Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, at Autumn Miles. Don't forget the N on the end of my name, dot com. We love you today. We believe in you today. A couple weeks ago, we did the show um, about the Dallas uh, shootings and the shootings of the two black men that were shoot, uh, shot earlier in the week. And we talked about us being the light of the world, a city set on a hill. We are the salt of the earth. And now is the time for us to be salt and light in our generation. And this week, we are going to call that out of you. Um, we're kind of, I don't know what we're actually calling the title of, of this week. We've kind of come up with several different titles, but basically we're going to talk to pastors all across the country um, and talk about, first of all, the current maybe issues, trends that they see happening in their churches um, and, and some problems that you as, um, uh, I don't want to say, uh, as a church attender, as a church attendee, uh, might have no idea that are actually um, going on. I mean, these pastors are, are being uh, so bold to just tell us some things that they see are happening, some problems in um, in their area. We've got uh, we've got a Detroit pastor that's going to be on with me today, an L.A. pastor. We've got two New York uh, City pastors. We've got a Midwest pastor. Um, all of these pastors are going to come together and say, "Listen, we are the salt in the in the in the world. We are the light in the world today. Um, these are some things we can do better in church. Um, and because if we don't do it, church, who's going to do it?" Who is going to take the salt and light out if, if we don't do it? That's what we are called to do. That's our role. Um, so pastors uncensored, pastors boldly speaking, you know, church, things you never knew. I don't really know. But uh, just sort of buckle up this week. Make sure you tune in every day at 2 o'clock just to hear. Um, maybe maybe there's something that you can do better. Everything that we're going to point out this week, we're going to talk about a positive solution to this. Um, you know, because it's important that we give you some action steps in order to live out sort of the things that we're talking about. But I want to talk about pastors just for a second. My guest is um, standing by to come on the show. Our pastors, the job that they do is incredible. I was raised by a pastor. He's still a pastor. My dad, Paul Carey. Um, I, I come from a long line of pastors in my family. Um, I uh, My brother is a pastor. Uh, I am married to a pastor. Um, you know, the, the things that these men do and women in our society, in our, in our world, is so 
unbelievably unselfish. They have literally uh, chosen to give their lives to serve you for, of course, the thing that motivates them is the gospel, the cause of Christ. And one of the things I just want to start off this week honoring all of the pastors that are out there listening today. We at the Autumn Mile Show love you dearly. We pray for you. Um, we, We respect your position. We are so grateful that you have chosen to give your life to lead the charge a lot of times you know they're not really thanked for what they're doing you know a lot of times they go in they save a marriage and sometimes they don't even get um, 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 thanked for that but but it is a job that is to be honored um, and we're going to talk to several of them uh, this week so I, w- I would like you any, anyone that's listening and I know we've got a lot of listeners out there send an email to your pastor Tell them that you love them. Tag them tag them in social media. How about on Instagram? Why don't you uh, put a picture that you took two years ago at the, you know, barbecue and tag him in it and say, you know what? This guy, this guy is amazing. I'm so thankful that he is leading the charge in my church. Let's appreciate them because they, I mean, y'all, the days, the hours that they spend praying over you is, um, you know, you you can't count them. Um, These are some incredible people and we just want to respect that position. So um, there's my two cents. Uh, Without further ado, you know, um, we're going to bring in. His name is Travis Whitaker. He is a, a, the lead pastor at Mile City Church in Detroit, Michigan. Um, you know, and he he he's done a lot of different things. I have a relationship with Travis. We were friends back in the day, uh, and then uh, in college we met. And then you know you kind of go your separate ways. And um, I heard not that long ago that he was uh, leading a church in Michigan, part of a church plant, and was just you know it's it's really cool when you sort of see it's that's the beauty of social media. You see what they're doing. Doing and you um, are so proud of, you know, the friend you knew 10 years ago or whatever. But uh, Travis is joining the show as um, uh, uh, the perspective of a church planner uh, in, in Detroit. So, Travis, welcome to the show. How are you? Good, Autumn. Good. Very good. It's good to be here. It's good. To, thank you for uh, coming on the show. I, um, I'm i just honored, honored by you. And, you know, we, we want to honor you here on the show and just collectively as a studio, just say thank you for, for all you do for the people of Detroit. Well, thank you. And right back at you. And it's, it's so cool, as you said, to see uh, what, what God is doing and, and what he's been doing through you as, as well. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. You know, Travis, um, uh, I I was just telling him before we sort of came on, when I met him, I knew he was like one of those, he's going to change the world, you know, in his own capacity. And, um, and, and it was, it's so cool to see what God does with a life that is totally surrendered. But why don't you tell me a little bit about um, Mile City Church, Travis, tell me sort of about the genesis of the church. How long has it been up and going and what sort of spurred the plant of this church? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, we are officially uh, a, a whopping ten months old, awesome. <laughs> and uh, we launched uh, you know ten months ago here uh, in the De- De- Detroit area. I'm from here. Uh, my wife and I helped start a church in Ohio, and then we felt led to go back to our hometown and start uh, a new work here. And uh, you know, we we never thought. You know, I've always been a, a a worship, you know, pastor and, and music's always kind of been more my thing. So starting a church, I never thought like God would want us 
to do that. Um, I grew up with a stuttering problem, and so, like, Moses is my man. So yes. when he started to push us, I was like, I'll sing for you, but I don't need to teach for you. Send someone else. And uh, wow. But he really kept, you know, you know, uh, pushing and um, my wife and I. And, and one of the really cool things is uh, we felt this pause that there's no need to do it alone. And so we waited, and and God provided um, sending churches, and we're part of the North American Mission Board, the Send Network, which has been so helpful for us um, in planting this church. And hopefully uh, our goal is to be a church that is multiplying and planting other churches. Wow. And I, uh, I know that it will. I know that it will. Uh, so you started 10 months ago. Um, how many, what was your team? How many did you start with? Yeah, our launch team, you know, in the beginning, we kind of, uh, we had kind of this, you know, 40 to 50 kind of core people um, on our launch team. And then, um, and then, yeah, so we just kind of kicked off right with that. That's an awesome group to start a church with. That's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a blessing for sure. So you're going to have the perspective for us today of a church plant. Church planting is definitely on the rise. It has been, you know, for the last decade, for sure. You know, we're seeing people go out and really, um, really want to start some, the vision that God has given them sort of in, uh, independently from maybe a church that's been around from 100, 200 years, you know, because there's a lot of those churches out there, too. What was it that caused you to want to plant as opposed to um, sort of be on staff as a lead pastor at, at an existing church? Yeah, you know, well, I was at my sending church. I was uh, a leadership resident there, and, and there was thoughts of me, you know, planting one of their one of their campuses. And I think it has a lot to do with just the kind of leader you are, and if you need to um, maybe write your own song, or um, it just can really depends on the leader and how you're wired and mm. the calling. And the lead pastor at the church that I was at at 242 Community Church, uh, Dave Dummett is the lead pastor there. He just really helped, he really saw in me and, and really helped me see, too, that, you know, you need to write your own song. And mm-hmm. so instead of being a campus, they helped be our sending church and helped plant us, uh, which was just so cool because it it's so much bigger than the kingdom of your brand mm-hmm. or whatever your church is, and it's about the, the kingdom of of God, and we need new movements. Hmm. Um, we, we we need new church plants. You know, there's so many statistics that people are are more willing to go to a new church or a plant um, than maybe going to something that is older. And not that those churches are valuable because they are, and they're still doing great works. But as we continue to reach the lost, um, you know, people are willing to kind of check out something new. Um, um, you just said uh, your, your your pastor at your sending church, he encouraged you, um, he saw in you that you needed to write your own song. And that, that speaks to you because of your musical background. Um, but but uh, even as you said that, I just felt God wanted me to pause there for a minute. Um, sometimes um, uh, joining to an existing church, and, and thank God you have you had the North American Mission Board helping you, um, uh, backing you, but uh, but but sometimes it is petrifying to start your own song. You know what I'm saying, Travis? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Would you speak to a listener today that um, that may be contemplating, you know, do I go on an established church where I know I'm going to have an income, where I know this, that, and the other, and there's already a staff there, or do I do my own thing? What would you encourage that person that's, that their ears are per- perked up today? What would you encourage them to do? 
I would say, again, there's no need to do it alone. There are so many churches wanting to help church plants. There's so many great church planting organizations that are wanting to help church planters. And the other thing is, is if you wake up in the morning or wake up in the middle of the night or you're driving around in the car and you're contemplating the idea of starting a church, you're not normal. That's <laughs> not normal to be thinking that. People don't just wake up and say, I want to plant a church today. Mm. I, I totally believe that that's the Spirit of God saying something to you. Mm. And it's just not a normal thing to say, let's go plant a church, you know. Mm. And so um, take that seriously, mm. because that's not a normal thing to be thinking about. Wow, that's good. Um, so you're in this church 10 months. You're rocking and rolling. You got your, 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 your crew, your team with you. You're reaching the lost. As you look at church and, you know, we can talk big C church or little C church. Um, I, um, I, I really want to sort of give some insight today to those that aren't on staff at a church because, you know, I've been on staff. I under, I, I sort of see things a little bit differently, but as a shepherd who was, who was leading, um, what is, what is some threats that you see in our, you can talk big C, little C. You can be as specific as you want. But I'm really, um, I'm really interested for our listening audience. Um, what's some, what's some threats that you see uh, sort of pointed at uh, the church today? Yeah, in terms of the the outside um, of, of how like culture is yes. threatening the church, or, or or how you know I. I I think, you know, and, and it's kind of a buzz I feel like everyone is talking about, but the idea of, of, of being politically correct, I think, is a threat. Mm. Um, obviously, we need to do things in love, um, but we can't be afraid to speak truth in love. And, and, uh, and I feel like there's a threat of, of feeling like people can't say what they want to say. Mm. Um, and maybe that's more in the Northern, you know, you know, part of our country. Um, but I think people, um, I think there's a real threat of, of not, of, of kind of dancing in some gray when there's a lot of things are black and white mm-hmm. and we got to be truthful and in, in, in grace and in love, but we got to speak truth. Um, why do you think that is? Think, Why do you think we're scared? I feel like there's a lot of fear of, I don't want to offend that group. I don't want to offend that group. But here we're representing the gospel. Why do you think that fear um, sort of exists? You know, I, I've got to say everything perfectly. Um, any thoughts on that? You know, I it's it's. I, I think it just has to do with the our new, this, this culture of... Uh, it's just this new wave of, of everyone trying to, it's hard to even say, it's, it's almost like, I think people are just afraid to speak up, hmm. maybe because of what they think people are going to think or how they're going to so quickly offend someone. And, but, you know, truth is offensive sometimes, right? I think right. we all know that. And, um, and but, I, I, you know, I, I really think that the biggest problem, and I'm speaking to myself too, is we've got to be willing to speak up. Hmm. And people, you know, I, last month, you know, hockey's huge in 
Detroit. And so we did a whole hockey series called Center Ice, and one of the messages was power play. And the whole thing was we need to be slap-shotting pucks of truth into this city. And then we talked about an acronym of sharing your faith. And I can't tell you how many people in the room, and, you know, we're we're a church between two to 300 now, and so many people that, you know, are new Christians or that have been Christians for many, many years, so many people came up to me and said, I've never been taught how to actually share it. Wow. And it's just people either are afraid to speak up or they don't know how to speak up. Yeah. And it was really eye-opening to me that people don't know how to even articulate the gospel. Hmm. And that overwhelmed me and, and realizing we need to equip people to understand how to speak it. Um, but also encourage people and encourage myself. It's like, there's so many opportunities. I mean, I can't tell you when I walk around the city of Detroit and as I strike up conversations, when I give the gospel and I talk about, I mean, they, they've heard of the name of Jesus, but when I explain to them the hope and the grace of Jesus, Mm-hmm. It's like deer in headlights. Wait, I've never oh. heard that before. I, I, wait, what? That doesn't make any, you know, it, it's unacceptable, yeah. you know, that people just, they they know of the name of Jesus, but they don't know the power of the name of Jesus. And that's got to change. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, you said, uh, you said so many different things, but I think one of the things, and honestly, in the last, I mean, you know, I grew up in church, you know, a lot of us have a history with church, especially those in ministry. Some people don't, but generally, uh, they get, they get saved, you know, fill the call, step into ministry. Um, and, and I think, um, one of the things that has really struck me in the last year is educating, uh, just the education process that that sometimes I even take for granted as someone who takes a stage, takes a mic, whatever, um, educating those. This is the way because I think in the 80s, we were really good about the Romans road. We were really good about that. That And then, you know, the 90s and, you know, 2000, uh, you know, 2000 to 2010, that, that sort of dropped that Romans road thing that you that you talk about, you know, walking an unbeliever through that, um, but also sharing the benefit of a relationship with Jesus. I think we're all um, focused on don't go to hell, don't go to hell. But you forget, just like you said, uh, the grace that is in Christ Jesus, the love that you experience in an unconditional love that you... You, you literally couldn't find anywhere else if you looked as, as hard as you could for it. So I think um, what you just said is so important, um, just educating people, teaching them um, how to share. Because a lot of times when you're dealing with such a, uh, let's just put it out there, Jesus is divisive, okay? Um, the gospel is 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 I, one of the guys on our show said the gospel isn't safe. I think you actually just mentioned that as well. Um, you 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 say the name of Jesus, and there's there's you know preconceived notions of what Jesus is like, how he is. Is he gonna you know is God gonna um, kill you with a lightning bolt or something like that? And really teaching the the culture what we know about him: love, grace, mercy, mercy, truth, freedom. Uh, those are the kinds of things that that 
this culture, this broken world right now is is craving and longing for. So um, I love that you said that. Uh, and and church church leaders out there take note. You know, this is this is a church up in Detroit, um, but this is a, I I feel like it's it's going to be a problem everywhere. Um, educate your people. Don't just assume that everyone knows how to share or what words to say or the the correct way to share Jesus. Educate your people um, on how to do this. Travis, you said something to um, to one of my producers, and we just have a couple minutes left here. Um, she, when talking about the threat, the culture wants the church to not be show, but show me. And I think that was a direct quote from you yesterday. Can you speak on that for a minute? Yeah, you know, and I, I feel like, you know, many people have been talking about the next generation and the millennials and, and how do we reach them. And, and, you know, they have so much and they have so much inter, inter, entertainment. So it's it's nothing new that I don't think anyone has said. But one of the things I tell my team is we've kind of created, okay, what is the environment? What does the culture feel like at our church? And so I always say, you know, don't be showy, just show me. People just want to know that if they're in the room, they want to know. Hmm. And so we still do it with excellence. We still have fun but we don't make our emphasis on our laser light show. You know, it's, 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 this is it. Like they want to know. And so we just really, as we prepare our environments, we kind of have that filter of it needs to be excellent, but just get to the point. They just want to know, like, you don't need to try to, you know, kind of, secretly throw it in there to kind of grab them. Mm-hmm. Um, they see right through it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I've noticed that. I mean, we can come up with a bunch of fun, like, series and all this kind of stuff, but at the end of the day, they don't really care. Right. They just want to, they just want to know. Right. You know, it's so crazy. I don't know, too, like, you know, I don't know how the epidemic is happening down there, but in Detroit, even last night, I'm driving around these little cities, and there are people everywhere playing this Pokemon game. Is that going on down there? Yes. It's crazy. It's out of control. It's out of control. Unbelievable. (laughs) And everyone has just got their phones out and they're looking for something. And, and it's so cool because you're seeing like this instant overnight community, strangers (laughs) talking to people and not to, but the opportunity for the gospel in this is, is out of control too. But I think it just shows us something too, that people just, are longing for a relationship, and it's just so cool to see people coming out of nowhere, just forming these overnight communities um, of, of this crazy game that I honestly have no idea what it means. I but don't I'm either. learning. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. One of the last, we only have a couple minutes left, and um, thank you so much for being on the show. But I just, I want to kind of go over. What, of course, every pastor that we're going to talk to today, but I want your perspective on this. Um, it, it's it's going to sound very, you know, churchy, but um, church culture, and I think this is a direct quote from you, should be all about Jesus and growing towards him. Um, when, when you said that, I, I would like to just give you a couple minutes, just kind of expound on that statement. Um. Can you say that one more time? Because it, it like cut off there. I'm so sorry. Church culture should be all about Jesus and growing towards him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, our, um, our vision is helping people move towards God. And, um, you know, we're in the mile city, so we have mile roads everywhere you look. And 
And, um, and so we have these mile markers to help us stay on track to keep that vision going. And, um, you know, we don't try to boast in numbers and obviously we're a smaller church and we're a new church, but like right now our church is, um, last time I checked, I think we're about 83% grouped and, um, and it's just amazing to see that in and of itself is a miracle. 83% in small groups. That's, that's almost, that's unheard of Travis, really. Yeah. And it's, that's something that we're really, um, we're really excited about and we're really, really cautious on, okay, how do we maintain that as we continue to grow? Um, and, and people ask me all the time, it's like, what do you see next for the church or, or what do you think it's going to be? And, you know, to be honest with you, sometimes I feel bad because I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but, but what I do know is that when we see people stop making moves, then we're in trouble. And to be honest with you, I don't want to be a part of it. You know, it's like I want to be a part of a local church where we see people constantly making moves towards him at every level. And so um, that's the goal. I mean, that's the Great Commission, right? And so that's what we want to keep, keep doing. I love some of the stuff that you said. We've got to stand up for truth. We have to we have to say the hard thing in our world. Um, you know, we need to be in community. We need to sort of um, preach the name of Jesus. Uh, so many good things that you said. Travis, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. And thank you for listening today. Uh, I hope this encourages you. I want you to take what these pastors say this week and challenge yourself. How can you be a part of uh, some of these threats that these pastors talk about in the church? Challenge yourself and take action against it. Love you guys here at the Autumn Mile Show. I'll see you right back here tomorrow.